Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, over all these things put on love, that is the bond of perfection. Let the peace of Christ control your hearts, the peace into which you are also called in one body, and be thankful. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, do from the heart, as for the Lord and not for men knowing that you will receive from the Lord the due payment of the inheritance. Be slaves of the Lord Christ. The Word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus came to his native place and taught the people in their synagogue. They were astonished and said, Where did this man get such wisdom and mighty deeds? Is he not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother named Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Are not his sisters all with us? Where did this man get all this? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place and in his own house. And he did not work many mighty deeds there because of their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. On May 1st, 2008, I found myself uh, walking with three other gentlemen across the campus of Yale University in Connecticut. As we walked through an outdoor concourse, we ran into a a ragged-looking group of people holding some kind of event. A gray-haired man in a crumpled suit was giving a speech to a small crowd while others were in booths selling things and passing out information. As we walked past the booths, it dawned on us that, well, this was a May Day event, International Workers' Day. These people were communists who adhered to Karl Marx's atheistic fantasy for global government based on the lie that human existence was nothing but a struggle between two classes of people, the oppressors and the oppressed. Before we exited the concourse, we passed the last booth. It was a Planned Parenthood booth. Planned Parenthood, the abortion company which receives half a billion dollars a year in our taxes, sells baby parts for profit in capitalistic fashion, and is presently making millions selling transgender drugs. Yes, that Planned Parenthood was advertising at the Communist May Day event. I stopped and chatted with two very pleasant female Yale students who tended the booth. They had a big jar of free birth control products they were giving away on the counter, along with magnets and pamphlets and little cards that gave the top ten reasons why Yale students should contracept. The reasons included ridicule of the students' parents. 
Does it surprise you that Planned Parenthood was at the Communist May Day event? If so, understand, in 1920, the Communist Soviet Union in Russia legalized abortion. No country in history had ever legalized the medical execution of its preborn. Soon enough, there were three abortions for every live birth in communist Russia. Russia is still suffering today from the population loss. The very same year the communists legalized abortion in 1920, Pope Benedict XV lamented, Quote, we now see with true sorrow that society is now much more depraved and corrupt than before, aggravating it to such an extent as to create the threat of irreparable ruin. This world government will no longer acknowledge the authority of the father over his children or of the public power over the citizens or of God over human society. All things will, if implemented, lead to terrible social convulsions like those which are already happening. We, therefore, concerned most of all by the course of these events, remind those on our side who earn their bread by their work to save them from socialism, the sworn enemy of Christian principles, that with great solicitude we recommend them in particular to St. Joseph to follow him as their guide and to receive the special honor of his heavenly patronage. Thirty-five years later, in 1955, Venerable Pope Pius XII established the feast day of St. Joseph the Worker to be celebrated annually on May 1st. This date was specifically chosen in order to counteract the predominantly socialist and communist holiday, International Workers' Day, also known as May Day. Listen to Pope Pius. St. Joseph is the best protector to help you in your life, to penetrate the spirit of the gospel. Indeed, from the heart of the God-man, Savior of the world, this spirit is infused in you and in all men. But it is certain that there was no worker's spirit so perfectly and deeply penetrated as the putative father of Jesus, who lived with him in the closest intimacy and community of family and work. So if you want to be close to Christ, I repeat to you, ite ad Yosef, go to Joseph. That was Venerable Pius XII addressed to Italian workers on May 1st, 1955. Yes, let us go to St. Joseph, the father of the Holy Family. Let us pray that he will protect us from this world government which no longer recognizes the authority of a father over his children. Let us pray for his protection of the oppressed class of human beings who never get the opportunity to work because they do not get the opportunity to be born. Let us go to St. Joseph and follow him as our guide and receive the honor of his heavenly patronage.